0: Welcome to the Barts FM Podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to They Are the Masters of Manipulation. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction. Righteousness. Ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher. Soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots. And I guess we'll start out tonight with Nina Jankovic, the crazy woman who was in charge of the Ministry of Truth has put in her letter of resignation today. And we're going to cover that and the craziness of what's been going on behind the scenes in at least one aspect of our world, which is the intelligence-run PSYOP program across this country. Make sure you're getting a good night's sleep. You're going to need plenty of it in the days and weeks ahead, and you don't want to have this war disrupting that. And the best way to get a good night's sleep is to have great products that you can sleep on like Giza cotton sheets or my pillow pillows, the best that you can possibly get that absolutely make a difference. And right now you can get amazing savings on those. And here's a message from Mike Lindell.
1: Hello, I'm Mike Lindell. And as you know, my passion is to help each and every one of you get the best sleep of your life. That's why I created my new Giza Dreams bed sheets. I started by using the world's best cotton called Giza. It's only grown in a region between the Sahara Desert, the Mediterranean Sea, and the Nile River. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. I guarantee you, they'll be the most comfortable sheets you'll ever own.
2: I do not like my sheets. I love my Giza Dream sheets.
1: I'm interrupting this commercial to bring you my BOGO extravaganza. For example, you can buy one of my Giza Dream bed sheets and get a second set absolutely free. Or my six piece towel sets, buy one set, get another one absolutely free. Or you can get my classic premium MyPillow and get another one absolutely free. So call the number on your screen or go to MyPillow.com, use your promo code to get my buy one, get one free offers and get deep discounts on all my pillow products
0: and your promo code is bards b-a-r-d-s you can get use that at mypillow.com forward slash bards where you'll see all the latest savings one of those latest savings is to save massively on my pillow slippers my slippers and it's something else to check out we of course we had the slipper revolution at Bards fest they're the most comfortable slippers you'll ever wear all of these things to help enhance your sleep and your time in the morning when you're contemplating well, yeah, the world, like the world that Joe Biden's running right now. That world. Yeah, that one. The one when you need like a double double shot espresso, a quad espresso after that, and a donut. Yeah, that's when you want to put on your MySlippers, especially after you came out of a good night's sleep with MyPillow. Yeah, that one. Check it out, MyPillow.com forward slash Bards, promo code Bards. If you want to speak to a real live person, then talk, call in a MyPillow Patriot Pillow Counselor. 800-975-2939, 800-975-2939, And use your promo code Bart. I swear, Patriots donuts will save the world. <laughs> that's that gets that makes things real. It makes everything real. Like when you eat a whole dozen of them, and then you go, "Oh, now that's going to be real because I'm going to have to exercise a whole lot more." That type of real. We need a lot more real in our world, and that's. I'm telling you, there's a lot of crazy. A matter of fact, I, yeah, let me just give you this 16 seconds of where our world is. I think this, I like to give you these little snapshots of here's the state of the union.
3: What do you say a woman is?
1: I believe that everyone can identify for themselves. Okay. Um, do, do you believe then that men can become pregnant and have abortions? Yes.
0: Yes oh I my goodness <laughs> I, there's some things that just like speak for themselves yes I wish this I wish that was like something right out of a Hollywood script unfortunately it wasn't it was part of a congressional hearing just so I say it and uh it's not a joke it was real oh my goodness that is the world that we currently live in but it gets better, like this one.
1: Have you heard about Joe Biden's Twitter following? According to Newsmax, an audit shows nearly half of
0: Biden's Twitter followers are bots. He's got like 22 million followers. Up to 11 million are fake. They're bots. We're dealing in a world right now of information that's being shaped and perceptions that are being built off of institutions that people blindly trusted. And those institutions... We know the obvious ones, which were media, but the crazy part is that one of the greatest places that we were exchanging early on in this information war was Twitter. And what we've learned this week and the last couple of weeks with Elon Musk's maneuvers to attempt to buy Twitter, regardless of whatever his motives were, is we've now revealed that upwards of 80% of the interactions on Twitter are bots. And I've suspected this for a long time. If you had followed me on Twitter, you know that I was calling that out because I was taking good, accurate count of who was responding to tweets. And there was a core amount of people that were always there. Once in a while, those tweets would have real active participants. But you can identify a bot, and then you can also see how the tweet count or the response count was just artificially inflated. Numbers online are very deceptive. People that still have accounts on Facebook and that are believe in Facebook. I just, I when I run into them, I just want to shake my head. It's like you do realize that you don't really have any followers. Facebook, some time ago, it was about two years ago, deleted 1.5 billion accounts. And I did say B, billion. And they claimed that these were double accounts that people had. I just want you to think about that for a minute. That's roughly one-fifth of the population of the earth that apparently had double accounts. Facebook isn't that big, and the problem is that people believed it. They didn't question it. Well, what we were actually seeing was they were purging out these bot accounts that had been created, and what what was happening is they were selling those numbers to advertisers and they're using it to influence people. Anytime that something crops up that doesn't fit their way, they simply blame it on somebody else. Oh, that's white supremacists. Oh, that's, that's Trump's MAGA people. Oh, it's Russian bots. But the worst part about it is that it's, it creates echo chambers where people actually start to believe themselves and believe they're part of a bigger group. It's a, it's one of the most instrumental tools ever developed for PSYOP. And Twitter is not profitable. It hasn't been profitable except one major group. It's massively profitable on the biggest intelligence PSYOP operation ever run on the Western world. And it's been successful. That's the worst part about it. Between Facebook and Twitter, they have been massively successful in shaping reality, which turns it into an unreality. So now that we, we actually have walking idiots out here that believe that men can have babies and have abortions, I mean, that's, that's ultimately how this arc goes. That when you begin with something and then you come up to the end result where, oh, yeah, well, um, your, your, your gender is a choice. We can do whatever we want. All of that was done because that's exactly how they wanted to instrument the collapse of the United States. They wanted to make essentially create a class, a generation of retards. And guess what? they succeeded, into a large degree. If you're one of those people out there that is literally believing that men can have babies, I think you may want to understand that you've had a virtual lobotomy, and that's about where you sit. I want to play this piece here from... This is from Steve Bannon, and it it is an ex, a part of a very important article that I want everybody to take time to read. And this article is on revolver.news. If you don't follow them, it's just absolutely fantastic work that they do. This is a deep dive article into Nina Jankovic and our former Biden's former ministry of truth, which, and I just want you to hear the the depth of what this article is kind of teases it up to what it's about. This is literally one of the more important articles to get your head around and understand the magnitude of what, this PSYOP operation has been doing. So here we go. This is four minutes. Darren Beatty.
4: Well, i love to see it. I mean, my first place outcome would have been Elon successfully taking over Twitter. Looks like that might not happen. Maybe it will. But in any case, I totally embrace the chaos that he's created. You're right. He's exposing Twitter as a total sham in terms of the bot networks. The only, it seems like... uh, You know, the only bots they care about are falsely identified Russian bots. They they just blame that. Anything that opposes their views, they blame on Russian bots. Well, and this gets to the article we're going to talk about. They allow U.S. Intel-associated influence ops to run roughshod throughout Twitter. And that's really its principal purpose at this point. It's an open playground for Intel-connected influence ops. Whoa,
2: whoa. Whoa! I said this and you gave me the you gave me the eye roll. Now, I love you like a brother, but you gave me the eye roll about two months ago. I said it's not a company. It's just an apparatus they use for our suppression and for this. And now your article, they tell people about this article. And we get you're just going to give us a taste because I want everybody to read it tonight. We're going to get into it in depth tomorrow morning. But tell us what you found out about. This is what Twitter and these social media things are. Their means of controls. And this is not a bunch of kooks with propellers on their heads running around. He's got the receipts. And now you can see you can't believe anything they say. First off, how do they even support it? It's not a company. It's not a company. They've lied about everything. Do you understand if you had 5% bots you reported that, if you had maybe 6% bots, that would be horrible. That would be horrible. How did you let that happen? It's 20%. He says 80%. That means phony. And he does the math right there. You know, he's, has the biggest, uh, he's had the biggest tweet in history, right? He does the math right there for you because, you know, he's like Edison. Darren Beatty, what did you find out? What is Twitter really used for and who's really financing it?
4: You're absolutely right. Twitter is not a company, but it's more than a company. It's ground zero for Intel-connected influence operations. And as it turns out, there was an explosive leak just a couple years ago, that was one of the most suppressed stories in the history of media. It really amounts to a Snowden-level leak for the disinformation operation age, how it all came to be. And that is this group called the Integrity Initiative, which are these clusters of academics, journalists, and so forth, who operate secretly in order to conduct influence operations on behalf of the UK government, NATO, and the US government. And guess whose name Appeared as part of those leaks years ago that was completely covered up none other than Nina Yankovic Who is now the head of the Department of Homeland Security's Disinformation Governance Board. This is a huge piece We need to revive these leaks that were totally silenced and suppressed years ago because only now do we know just how important they are
2: Okay I'm going to let you punch because I don't want to give too much weight. This is explosive. Once again, it's Revolver. These big, meaningful pieces they do. It takes them a while to put together, but, man, did they pack a punch. Tomorrow we're going to go in depth of it. But this whole Twitter thing, we're going to get to the bottom of because it's quite important for our freedom going forward to understand exactly where your tax money's going, what's happening here, to suppress your own voice. Darren, how can people – we've got it up on the site, and we're putting it up in all the chat rooms – But where do people go for Revolver? How do they get it? Your homework assignment, ladies and gentlemen, is to read this. We're going to discuss it tomorrow morning in depth. How do they get to you?
4: This is one of the biggest, most important stories of the year. Revolver.news, it's right on the top. If you want to understand what you're up against, the influence and psychological warfare component of the domestic war on terror, you need to know about the Integrity Initiative. Go to Revolver.news right now, read it, and we'll give you more of the details tomorrow morning.
0: We have to remember where the origins of all of this started. So, life, Facebook started out as a life lock, I believe it was, as a uh, as a origins from Dod to be able to implant a program into a culture where people would willingly put up all their personal data. It was life log. I said life lock, like life log, and. From that, they would be able to capture people's information, which included their locations, their patterns of life. Most people don't understand or appreciate how much you give away in just a single bit of information on on Twitter or on Facebook because what's tracked is everything, everything from your dwell time, how long you're sitting on a site, how long you read a post, what your traffic is, what, what you're reading, those things are, those are kind of your cosmetic or your, your superficial data pieces. But as you start moving around and they start overlaying data, it's called data layering. What you start to be able to do is to develop a three-dimensional model of what a person's life is like. Twitter was originally announced as a microblog platform. So in its early days, if you were part of Twitter, and I was one of the early parts of Twitter, in fact, I was one of the first people to use Twitter as a news source. And that's when I was in Afghanistan. Twitter became a a process to where at the beginning people were literally logging everything they were doing in their life. And I'm not exaggerating when I say like every few minutes like talking about going, they were going to the bathroom and going to the store, you know, whatever they were doing, they were logging it all. Twitter evolved to be a critical platform for news distribution. And that was driven over time. And then it was magnified when President Trump came to office. But Twitter has, as we've gone along, Twitter has become increasingly used by the intelligence agencies to track what people were talking about and at the same time be able to shape the counter-narrative using bots, which can be actual people or they can be artificial intelligence-driven bots. And as artificial intelligence has matured, it has allowed bots to interact more accurately with people. With a seeming personality, allowing artificial intelligence to develop its own accounts and to create full interactions with people that are actually complete fakes, completely false. I want to read this post to you again. this This was this was sent last week. Actually, on four earlier than that, four twenty six twenty two. So it was done about a month ago. And it said, I lost around 50,000 followers since Twitter began banning bots. I am now sitting at around 90 followers. Every single one of my mutuals I've interacted with in the past eight years have been bots. And I never knew it. I never realized it. And then the comment below this says, go beyond the obvious here and realize how frightening it is that they are social media influencers out there who truly believe that the majority is in their side, but it was all but account. It was all bot accounts all along. No one was actually listening to them. They were yelling into the void, which was spending sending back fake voices of approval and affirm affirmation. And that isn't a modern horror story. And if and if that isn't a modern horror story, you're not paying attention to it. This is what we're, we're really at, is that we're at a point in time, and this happened some time ago in one of the statistics when I was involved in this really heavily, which would take me back to about 2016 at, and 2015. At that time, statistics were showing that this generation and the younger generation considered their friends people online, even though six out of ten of their friends they had never met, which means that people were actually believing that bots were their friends. This is how disturbing this world is and how perception driven it is. But this gets even a little bit worse. There is a company which everyone, I would hope, remembers from when Q was active, but you should know it anyway. And it's called InQtel, which goes by IQt.org InQtel. I'm going to read your vision statement. Innovation on a mission, visionary startups, experienced VCs, dedicated government professionals, IncuTel leads from the center of the mate of this matrix, connecting cutting-edge technology, strategic investments, and purpose to enhance and advance national security to the U.S. and its allies. IncuTel is a CIA front company. It's a company that is an incubator for venture capital. And it's where many of these programs now, from software to hardware, come out of. Incutel, which again is IQT.org. IQT.org. Incutel is an incredibly powerful company. And one of the they have been part of developing many programs. One of those programs that they had their fingers in is called Hootsuite. H O O T Suite. S-U-I-T-E. And Hootsuite is a comp- is another one of these platforms you need to understand. Because when you start to hear what's going on in in Twitter, which has been going on in Facebook, which goes on in every social media platform, you have to start looking at the tools of what of how this is all developed. Now, we'll get back to Twitter in a minute and some of its developments, but I want you to appreciate how manipulated, manipulated most of this space was. And I have used this this platform called Hootsuite. Hootsuite.com. What is Hootsuite? Hootsuite, by definition, is a social media management platform. And they just dinged me because I guess they want me to say hello, but I won't. Um, they're a social media platform for managing social media accounts. They cover a whole variety of accounts. Some of them include Facebook, obviously, Twitter, uh, LinkedIn. We have. Uh, Pinterest, you have YouTube, all sorts of accounts that they manage. And what that means is that one person at a desktop can manage multiple accounts at once. Let me give you an idea of how many so you can get this idea. If you have a professional account there, you can have one user and you can manage 10 social media accounts simultaneously. And you can schedule unlimited posts. If you have three users, that can be twenty accounts. If you have five users, you can have thirty-five social media accounts. If you're on what they call an enterprise program, which is their top-end program, you can have as many users as you want, and you can manage well over fifty social media accounts from a single desktop. Now, think about that. If you go back again to some of the Q posts early on, where they were talking about the echo chambers and the talking points from from for the media, the mainstream media, there were a number of posts that they would show a picture of a screen where all of these Twitter accounts were saying the same thing. That one of those, number of those pictures was the HootSuite desktop. This is how they manage these accounts. You can take on, you could have five different congressmen, 10 different congressmen. And one person can manage all of their tweets, and they can each be in different districts, and it can be looking like they're doing different things, and this is how they move around. The key symbol there is the owl, and this is very important, which, by the way, is also the symbol of Ukraine, which is also the symbol of the Khazars, which is also the symbol of the Karzaysian Mafia. Just thought I'd throw that one in for you. Patriots, what we're looking at here, all of this is a linked in process, not using the term, it's, is a linked process to control the perception of reality. And as we have interacted there, as people, you have to constantly obviously discern your news, but there is a constant churning and creation of a narrative to try to keep people distracted from what's going on. I obviously, I'm, I wear the badge of honor and I've mentioned it many times that I've been permanently banned for life on Twitter. Good. I'm not going back. We've had to learn to adapt to different things. And one of the things that social media can't control is when we get into live streaming or we get into broadcasting like this, that's an area that they don't have control over. Those that are still locked into the perspective of like relying on Twitter or relying on on Facebook, and there are—it's hard to tell who's real. But those that are actually there, they're just talking to an echo chamber, and most of what they're dealing with are artificial responses and artificial followers, which then gives them credibility when they come into the public eye. So you can take a tweet that has, say, a hundred percent bots, and let's say all of those bot responses account for a tweet that now supposedly goes viral that then is taken as a justification. It's a, a validation of a thought, which is not validated at all, but they use that to validate that thought as they move that into the mainstream media and the mainstream media can now point to it and say, look at that such and such said something and look how many people followed for Biden. As the example, half of his followers, at least are bots. So it's fake, but again, those that voted for him, I I know that there's some out there. You should be ashamed. Matter of fact, you should just if you voted for Biden, just go into the bathroom and punch yourself in the face because that's look and do it in front of the mirror because that's about where we are right now. It's insane. We have been subject to. We have been subject to one of the biggest, what most organized psyops and disinformation campaigns in the history of humankind. And it's all been based on us and our free will. That's the most disturbing part of all of this is that people are continuing to choose this path to be manipulated. And at a certain point, we're going to have to make a decision on what we want to do as a nation. I want you to hear this piece here, which I find to be a really good insightful and perspective piece on where we are and where we could be.
2: I love this analogy. We are basically bees in a jar and somebody's shaking it and we're getting all worked up and we're fighting each other and we don't even know why. Instead of fighting the person who's shaking the jar, we're going at each other. And that's all done by design. These big scary headlines about food shortages and fires and war and bombs is all done by design to keep people in a fearful mode. Because what do fearful people do? They panic, and what do panic people do? They make poor decisions, and they look for a savior. They look for somebody to come in and help them and save them. So then what does the government do? They come out with stimulus checks, right? They make all kinds of promises during campaign season, right? They create the problem, and then they come out like a hero with the solution, and people are so scared that they just eat it up. So what if we just stopped being scared? And what if we just thought logically? What if we just stopped?
0: We begin with fear in a in a situation when fear is not new cuz fear has been part of our culture. We constantly we use the social media platform and say we they I'll just say it that way. What we've experienced is a process of fear as they've brought in social media social media then can then be used to tailor and think about what I'm about ready to say no matter how many millions of people that are on there. Every single person is tracked. And the responses to that person are tailored to create a shaping of each individual and person. This is, seriously, this is what's been going on. So what begins with MySpace that moves to Facebook, that expands to Twitter, and even goes on to the comments as comment sections were added and live stream was added into YouTube. You are witnessing the shaping of every single individual. So the, the voice of the of the bots becomes bigger than the voice of the people. A person speaks up and speaks the truth, and then they get hammered by bots because they've broken outside the matrix. And when they get hammered by bots, it, it only a few survive it because many wince back and they're like, "Oh, I don't, I can't speak that," and so they shut them down. If that isn't working, then they try to and they pull the bots away. And the person feels like their tweet or their comment is no longer heard when, in fact, it was never heard before, but they don't get the activity that they used to. When people say things like, well, my account's shadow banned, most of the time it's not shadow banned. A large percentage of the time, what's happening is your account has had the bots removed from it. That's particularly true on Facebook. And I hear it a lot because I'll hear it from people that have they've things that they've they've written or their accounts. There's absolutely no reason whatsoever that they should ever have been targeted for things. And they'll say things like, "Well, my account's now shadow banned." In fact, what's happened is the bot activity's been pulled away. You're not a threat, and there's no reason to elevate you or nor or reason to to keep you ginned up. Bot activity's been central in making people believe in the importance of social media it's been central in shaping ideas of what's acceptable because ultimately it's a groupthink idea that as you say something and you see people responding well to it then people will jump on board and they'll and they'll say oh my goodness that 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 idea works so you'll see people try to replicate their own ideas their own tweets that format that line of thinking it's all been about a exercise in shaping the perception of the world using bots, and tailoring it individually. That is a devastating impact on society. That means that when you're able to take people like people that believe that abortion is a good thing, and you can elevate up that concept of abortion to where they believe that there's a whole group of them. And here's what's even worse, because this is where it takes on real form. You take... 1,000 people, you cut out the, say, 600 that are against abortion, you take the 400 that might not have ever considered it or just don't really care, you're able to use your bots to amplify them, sort them out, and core down to, say, your 200 that are now are energized with this idea because everything they're saying keeps circulating around through bots and reinforcing it. And then you take those 200 people through bots and you organize a rally and they all show up and they go, oh my, look how many of us there are. And they were never supposed to be thinking that. They were never intending to think it that way originally, but they were completely shaped by social media. That's the world we're now in. And to appreciate how important it is to disengage is right at the core of that. As a, as a person that was very active on Twitter and I'd spent a lot of time tracking responses and tracking feedback, it became very evident that there was, it wasn't the reach that, was, that I would have expected. And it became very evident that there was a lot of manipulation going on. Not that that wasn't known, but at a much deeper level like this. I And as you know, I do not do, Twitter anymore. I don't I hardly do gab. You know, our main platforms now are just spreading this podcast across different platforms, which, oh, by the way, we're now on Rumble, we're back on Bitshoot. we're on Gab TV, we're on Frankspeech.com. So it's out there along with Apple, iTunes or Apple, Amazon, Google, iHeartRadio, all those things. But that's distributing out outward on a platform, not relying on the bots to carry you outward. That's the big trick in social media is that they get you stuck on one platform and that platform doesn't translate. What's different about podcasting is when you, in this type of format, when you are at launching a podcast, say like on Podbean here, it, you're, you arrange the accounts that you want to disseminate it out to. And then the, your following builds in each one of those places, depending on how you work work your different environments. In Twitter or Facebook, you're, you're stovepiped. You're within the Twitter ecosystem. So you rely on making links to people, exp- hoping that they will then retweet what you're doing, not realizing early on, most people didn't realize that so many of those links were just bots. They were fake, not even real people. And some of the interactions that you had, that we all had, were just They're created to make you feel like it was real. When you have up to 80% of the activity on Twitter is bots, ask yourself who you were really interacting with. Real numbers were probably more like for big accounts, and I had an account over 100,000. I've always guessed that my real numbers on that outside of bots was less than 10,000. That's huge. Unfortunately, as we say it's huge, it's also tragic because as a nation, we have a group, a youth that has been raised up, in particular the millennials that have been raised up in the belief systems that, that they are living within a world that is horrible. It's white supremacist driven. It's got white, white privilege. Black America is under, is repressed we are going to save the world by getting by reducing population we're going to save the world by eating grown meat that even though we hate big corporations we love Elon Musk we hate we love Bill Gates because he's trying to save the world we love Zuckerberg because he's doing so many good things for the people that's all been shaped through interactions on social media all of it and all of it is a lie that's ultimately the power of of control and it's the tower of Babylon that has to come tumbling down what we need to remember are some of the wiser words by people like Clarence Thomas or you can be on a calm day north is still north you could be in a thunderstorm north is still north people can yell at you north is still north It doesn't change fundamental things. And in this business, right is still right, even if you stand by yourself. Right is still right. We've lost the moral way of our nation. And that's the sad part. And it was done by design and it was engineered. That's even worse. And with this, in all this eagerness to everybody trying to expand out their reach, expand their market share, churches trying to get online to reach more people, Not ever understanding what it is they were walking into. That was literally Satan's lair. The lies and the deception of a whole fabric of things built around artificial everything. We have to get back to some fundamentals, get back to writing letters, get back to hearing real voices. We have to get back to interacting in a way that we can be accountable. And know that it's real people. This where this situation we're in right now is a product of years of targeted influence at a level that was probably reserved in most people's minds to science fiction. We have had full military exercises, intel agencies, everything. Designing these systems to influence the population. And that should be a question in itself. Why? What in the world would, would do we need to be spending taxpayer dollars to influence full populations? Especially since that has been able to be used on us. Patriots, in the, in the months, weeks and months ahead, a lot of things are going to continue to unravel. They're happening now. Gas costs now on the average in the United States was 4.56 as of yesterday. Last night in my town, gas costs hit hit $5. And in one of the gas stations, they're now at 5.45 by this afternoon. The dollar is imploding. The world that we know is imploding. Gas costs will probably reach $8 by midsummer if not sooner and 10 by the fall at this current rate diesel fuel is drying up quickly and shortages are already being announced by loves as one of the biggest truck stop chains in the nation to prepare for massive shortages that means costs of goods will increase and scarcity will increase these are all real tangible issues that when in a world of social media they will you will see this now flare up in a big way They will use everything they can and every tool they can to convince people that this is the fault of someone else. That is the one outcome of social media, which has always been the destruction of accountability, that it's always someone else doing damage to you. And sadly, what we have is we have a full generation of people, which I always target millennials because they are the worst at this, that believe it and live in a a completely different bubble. Somehow we have to reach them. Somehow we have to reach out to them. And, and we always go back to the fundamental thing that can make a difference. And that's the grounding in scripture. And even though they don't want to hear that, how we live faith, how we walk in faith always makes a difference because our ability not to be affected by these things, our demonstration in our walk, in our faith with God to let them witness how we are unaffected by this because God's with us in all of this. And we're taking the resolve on each of our own lives, hopefully, to take, to prepare, to gain skills, to set things aside, to prepare for those those coming days of challenge. But that's going to be the new rise of leadership that this country needs. Where we need to move to always, and I've said this so many times, to go back, to go forward, we have to go back in such a way to dump this stuff. We don't need more technology in our lives. We need less. And. All of these grand ideas of futures with robotics building, growing food, or robotics farming, farming, doing the farming and the and the agriculture—that's John Deere's latest stuff. Or autopilot cars. Everything where our we abdicate all of our responsibilities over to a machine. There's nothing good about that. Unfortunately, for a, a good portion of this of the youth, they find that to be attractive. It's exciting. It's, it offers an opportunity to let someone else do their work for them. And they don't have to worry about those unimportant little things that apparently drag us down. That has to be stopped at any cost. We have to get back to where people have to get their hands dirty and they have to start taking responsibility and doing those things in their lives. They have to physically interact. That's where social media has intersected one of the most important and fundamental areas of our world. It has taken the place of human beings and we don't know who, we've, who we're have who we talking to. One of the things I said when Q first started, and I say it to this day, and I say Q because Q has been the most influential movement in terms of waking people up. But there's a fundamental flaw in all of that. And it has always been there. And there are still some anons out there that cling to it. You cannot run a country and you cannot be successful as a nation with everybody being tagged as anonymous. That goes the same for being able to run a country where you don't know who the real faces are behind the the accounts that you're interacting with. Without accountability of who people are, your vote can be whatever it is. Your policies are created out of chambers of echo chambers where people believe that many, many people believe what they're saying when in fact they don't. You can manufacture whole statistics to try to swing a nation. You could even do things like create 88 million votes for a president that were never there and a man who was never elected. This is what we're talking about. And this is how important it is that we fight for the basics to get rid of these technologies, not only in the election system, which is obvious it's not working. It's just a repeat of the same old stuff. And yet people are going through it. They're voting. They're still hoping. They're looking forward to what maybe the fall will bring. What's going to be the new governor? Who is going to be our new state representative? Everybody in that game is rigged just like your interaction on social media is rigged. And until we get down to the face-to-face interaction and the personal accountabilities, we're not going to change much at all. And that principally and biblically to me links directly to these to the simple parable of sowing seeds. We have to interact with one another. We have to sow the spiritual seeds and we have to sow the seeds physically in our world to make sure that we have the food and the independence that we need to continue forward above all social media and technology have to be taken with a great deal of caution it is going to be the biggest trap going forward and there will be huge promises of great prospects of technology in the future again that was one of the big promises of q let us show us let us show you a new future i don't want to see it with technology i want to see a fundamental basic future where we get back to the accountability and the relationship with God. All of this that we're living in has been constructed around people with alternate motives and most likely evil motives behind that. Everything that comes out of these bowels of these programs always has some sort of other intention in mind. How to exploit somebody to make more money for the vendor. How to control somebody so that you can get a better outcome for what you need how to take somebody's data so you can sell it multiple times so you can add to your profit line. That's the real world that we live in. And on the face of it is all these nice, fancy interfaces, the user interfaces, the ability to feel comfortable and interact with enough little crumbs to make you believe that you're truly living in a world where we're connected and making a big difference. Arguably, we are connected better through some forms of technology, but everything has to be taken with a grain of salt and everything has to be managed with a jaundice eye. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, as we start to once again look deeper into this world and we start to see how manipulated our world has been through the falsities of narratives and artificial interactions, we have to we really as a nation need to come to you and just seek forgiveness for seeking out the for believing in the false gods and it's literally that simple we have fallen for the idols and we've fallen for the big names and the blue check accounts at one point or another everybody's been influenced by it forgive us and now, Lord, just give us the eyes to see and the further dis- discernment that we need to continue to walk away from that influence and to lead as many a- a- astray from it as we can to bring everybody to this path, walking towards you in, a, in towards the light and towards a world where face-to-face, true interactions and truth and knowledge are grounding in all things we do. Guide us and protect us. And we say these in- things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. We are really in a critical time of awareness in this fight. And each one of these layers, as they come apart, gives us a deeper look into the bowels of the system. And it's deep. Do take time to head on over to revolver.news, R-E-V-O-L-V-E-R.news, revolver.news, and read the article. It's pinned on the front page, and it's called Busted. Biden's Minister of Truth, Nina Jankovic, participated in secret NATO-funded cabal to subvert Western democracies using disinformation as cover. And let that title itself sink in. That NATO, which is actually the Nazi Atlantic Treaty Organization, not North Atlantic, it was a funded group of people that came together to subvert Western democracies, and that means that the United States was part of that funding. That's how deep this goes. We are a, the land that of a people that have been strong, strong-willed, and defiant, and social media has been the tool that they have been using successfully to disarm a nation. It's time we take this country back. So keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. Keep your prayers up. We need a prayers for a lot of discernment and a lot of eyes to open. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God will always win. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Mission forward.
3: This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion which we bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it.